welcome to a very special episode of the Batwoman podcast. Uh, we are here to talk about the first official trailer that has dropped. It is three minutes of awesomeness about our show. Um, I am, of course, your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with... Jess Plinnies! And... Mimi. I don't remember what my last name is for this. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi's fine. That's okay. That's all we need. So, um, the trailer dropped last Thursday... Um, we've had a very busy week since then, so we're just getting to record now. Um, but what were our initial reactions to the trailer? Uh, Jess, would you like to talk? I haven't even opened the Google Doc. They're, they're leading me on too early. Um, so I watched the trailer approximately 10 minutes ago while waiting for my Uber Eats delivery. Um, <laughs> plug Uber Eats, please give me a sponsorship. Follow up was good, I guess. I don't know. Um, it did feel very Arrow, which I guess, you know, since Arrow's knockoff Batman, makes sense. Uh, it felt very, like, season one Arrow, which, again, makes sense. There was gay content, which I'm always here for. I guess that's gonna be plot relevant, and then we're gonna discuss that later, but, um, gay good, Arrow bad... The one blonde chick, kind of hot, but evil? That's my thoughts. I, I just, I think it's really funny that when Arrow first came on, everyone's like, oh, they're ripping off Batman, and now that we actually have that property, everyone's like, they're ripping off Arrow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Mimi? When we get right down to it. We're all ripping off each other. Welcome to the CW. Mimi, <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? <laughs> uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. I knew I was going to be very amused, whatever we got, but I was pleasantly surprised, and it looks a lot better than I thought, even though it is also giving me massive Arrow vibes. Like, uh, but I think this is to be expected, since Arrow was the first Arrowverse show, so of course they're going, it's like how every Netflix show has to have a hallway fight now, yes. or at least all of them, so it's like, okay, duh, that one We're thing works all well. all ripping off Daredevil when you get right down to it. Yep. Daredevil, the original. I was just gonna ask so, if yeah. Daredevil came out first, and I know that's not a true statement. No, it's not. I did not. When we get down to it, they're all whipping off Teen Wolf. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they are possibly looking to replace Arrow in some way because Arrow is now coming off the air, um, and Supergirl and Flash have a certain lightness to them that. Arrow doesn't have in Legends is just in another category entirely. Supergirl has lightness to it? I'm sorry, have you watched this last season? Okay. I haven't either. Before this season, <laughs> Supergirl had lightness to it. This season has been a mistake. But we're not the Supergirl podcast. We'll let them cover that. Um, <laughs> my thoughts on the trailer. Um, I liked it. I thought there was a solid amount of action. I thought their fight choreography was good. Um, I kind of wish it reblogged, uh, reblogged, wow, revolved more around the plot of the entire season than just what appears to be the first episode, um, which we'll get into. But to me, it kind of looked like they were just mostly setting up the first episode, which, I mean, it's an origin story, so I understand that. But it would have been cool if they got into a little more of, like, the villain stuff. I think they've only filmed the first episode. I mean, that that is... Or, valid. like, move into post? I don't know. I'm I not know. stalking the set yet. Well, they're not in Chicago, so... Come back to me so I can stalk you. Specifically, hot blonde girl, whoever you are. Rachel Skarskin. Yeah. That's why she's so hot! 
She's great. I'm oh my happy. god! I was like, why was she so hot in the trailer? But now I just realized who she is. I was, makes... was going to point that out, yeah. Well, someone could have mentioned that when I was like, wow, she's hot. Like, ten minutes ago. She's uh, making her return to the CW. Um, she was much loved as Queen Elizabeth in Rain, which I just watched. So, all right. My, my mom just started watching Rain is asking me all these questions on it. And I'm just like, Mom, I watched the first two seasons. She's like, but their costumes are so inaccurate. Why are you watching? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting mix of CW drama and historical accuracy. Um, doesn't hit either fully, but, you know. So she was in Fifty Shades of Grey. I just want to point this out. Get off your laptop. No, but I like remembered why I couldn't figure out why I like remembered her. Then I like looked up her IMDb, and the answer is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay, are we good so now? So when we meet her eventually at some con, I just want to be like, I loved you in Fifty Shades of Grey, and then I will leave the convention and never come back. So SDCC in two months. Yeah. SDCC in two months. Oop! I clicked on a video for my bad. Can't wait. All right. Um, so now we're going to break down the trailer. Um, I have it all listed and broken down into 19 scenes for us. Um, so get ready. It's like the fourth page. Okay. She so much, guys. You're not looking at this. But if I did a live reading of this in like a British accent, because you're doing a live reading, it must be in a British accent. It would take us approximately seven hours. Well, most of it is we already crap. We already talked about. Did you just hear her cuss on Maine? I hope they bleep that out, but if not, for shame. There are children that listen to this podcast. There definitely are not children that listen to this there podcast. There could be children that listen to this podcast. Please, <laughs> if you are a children listening to this podcast. Stop. Let me know. <laughs> and I will recommend you some child-safe television shows like Paw Patrol. You should watch the new Carmen Sandiego show on Netflix That's if you are a child. The magic school or rides again. I, I enjoy that show. Cat in the basically. Hat knows a lot about that. Uh, just to clarify, though, we did we did discover after our last episode that we were allowed to say ass on the air. So, hooray. <laughs> Dead ass, though. All <laughs> right. Talking about the trailer. Um, as expected, where are you going? I'll be back. As expected, you know, it starts, we're zooming into Gotham. We see the armored truck. It says crew security. Um... They say that out loud, and then you have... Um, oh, it's like the Night Watch, like Game of Thrones? No, oh. like the animal. And like the, no, wait, no, we have Kate Kane's dad who runs Crow Security, and he's like, Crows represent order, security, safety. Um, and then there's, it looks like, a mayor's conference um, outside what looks like City Hall in Gotham. Um, I have questions for this, but we'll get there. Um, and... Kate's stepmom, uh, Catherine Hamilton Kane, says, Batman gave us, gave up on us. The bat's not coming back. And then cuts to a shot of Mary Hamilton, Kate's stepsister, as a journalist taking notes. Okay. So, my main questions with this scene are, is, it just doesn't appear in the stepmother's character description that she's supposed to be the mayor. And the mayor banners next to her say Mayor Akins, and that's not supposed to be her name. So I don't think she's the mayor, but I don't know, understand why she stopped talking at the mayor press conference if that's not her. So the mayor is dead, and she is the vice mayor. Is is she though? I don't know. I just I just randomly said something out loud. I feel like this is much like again Arrow, where um, I mean, Oliver Queen's mother, whose name I conveniently forgot at this moment, starts with an M. Moira. Moira. Thank you, Moira. 
Um, she, like, talks and does political stuff, even though she's, like, literally just a rich person. That's the vibe I'm getting. Until they correct me otherwise, I'm gonna go with the vice mayor or a rich person with opinions. I mean, Arrow's literally had the worst mayors in all of its seasons. So including that would, Oliver Queen. That would oh, absolutely, including Oliver Queen. He was a terrible mayor. <laughs> that would be on brand. Um, she's supposed to be the businesswoman in this. Um, Was it Damien Dark's wife? Interpretation. Um, she. Not to debate Arrow on this podcast, but I'm just thinking of terrible mayors we've had in these fictional television shows. I think she <laughs> got elected and then died shortly afterwards. Um, Don't you hate it when your mayor just dies shortly afterwards? Star City sure yeah. does. I feel like Gotham <laughs> also has this problem. I think the mayor's dead. Okay, so we have the opening scene, we're zooming into Gotham, and we get the breakdown of Crow Security, which um, is run by Kate's dad. Her mother was, I mean, excuse me, her stepmother was supposed to be the, like, businesswoman who, like, got it onto the mainframe or whatever. Um, yeah, but they're talking about Batman being gone, and he's given up on us. Um, just as a reminder, this is taking place before the Elseworlds crossover, so... Um, Batman is, um... Far back this is. It's... Do we know why he's gone? Did they establish that? No, he's just gone. Is it because his son Jason Todd has died? I mean, maybe. Because that feels like the part of the timeline we should be in. Not to, like, critique Batman plot lines, and I know they'll never give me the questions, answers that I want, you know, but... Yeah. I'm gonna just assume Jason has just died. Okay. Let's, let's try a little bit to stay on topic, Okay. Come on topic. Anyways. Um, what did you guys think about the mayor press conference and our first I, look at Crow Security? Mimi? I honestly did not realize that was her dad, stepmom. I knew with a sister. But I was like, oh, look at this family. And like on my tweets during it when the dad started talking about Crow Security, I was like, I don't trust this motherfucker. Sorry for swearing. I don't trust this MF. Uh, it's okay. I like. Man friend is what I like. Watched the trailer and then like looked up the actress and compared her face to make sure it was the same person. And it wasn't. Nice. So I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Jess, what did we think about the uh, press conference by the maybe or not mayor? I tried to give my opinions before, and I was told to stay on topic, so I'm just gonna pass on to the next one. There is a um, comment here that says the CW logo, and I think that's the most vile shot of the trailer. Yes. There is, in fact, the CW logo. Uh, there was also a DC logo before that, but I didn't put that in the notes. I'm a little offended. So after a press conference, it cuts to the dad saying, something's up, eyes everywhere, because they're apparently running security on this mayor press conference. And it cuts to um, our good friend Sophie Moore, who works for Crow Security. Who is that? Um, Tell me more. Well, we'll get there. Did you get my pun? No. We'll, well get there. I did, and the listeners at home also did. I thought I was hilarious. Did they? Did I they? Hope so. <laughs> so she's Sophie Moore is on a building watching, and then there's a man in a weird bunny mask that appears behind her, and she starts chasing him. I've watched this episode of Black Mirror. When they're chasing you in the masks, you have to keep running or they'll catch you. You trust no one. It that, did, was it White Bears? Not the episode. I'm just. It did actually remind me of that episode of Black Mirror. So I was really like. You were very slightly valid. Traumatized though in that brief second because I had nightmares about that episode of Black Mirror. Who hasn't? This is this is why I protest whenever she tries to get me to watch Black Mirror. Black Mirror is a cinematic classic. Welcome to our Black Mirror podcast. 
I'm your host, Jess Plinis. Anyway, <laughs> Sophie chases her, um, only to encounter our villain, Alice, um, who's now commandeered control of the mayor's press conference on the screen that I didn't think was there a second ago, but now there's a screen. Um, and she says, hello, said Alice. She says, hello, said Alice. Um, shall we believe the crows will protect us? And then laughs. So I think part of her thing is like she talks mostly or like partially in Lewis Carroll quotes. And that um, makes sense since she has men in rabbit masks and her name is Alice. Yes. And she said, hello, said Alice. Um, she does not, the third person. It's obviously not. not everything she says because that would be very difficult to lay out a villain plot that way. Um, but it might, I'm guessing it would probably be her public statements. Um, so, as we say, she's um, probably trying to undermine public confidence in the security and the mayors, I would say. Uh, what, do we, uh, what do we think about this? Was it my turn? It's your turn, yes. Okay. That's um, why I'm looking first at you. First off, she is super hot. Um, I want you all to know this. I am currently looking at photos of her. She was in The Vow. She was in a lot of things. She's beautiful. I am a known stan of villains, especially hot lady villains. This is true. And from this one second of her being weirdly on her, like, clearly crazy BS, um, I've decided to stand her forever. Kate Kane who? I am only an Alice stan. I hope Alice wins. All right, Mimi, what did you think about our first look at Alice? how they made the makeup and everything translate from the comic to the show, or at least from what we just got in the trailer. It looks on point. I'm all for crazy Alice speak. I hope it only is the third person Lewis Carroll quotes for her, like, public persona to be like, ah, yeah, that shit, that it's just crazy. Like, I want that. Yeah. But I hope that it's only that, because in other scenes we'll discuss later on, she's not, thankfully, speaking that way. Yes. Um, also, I do also, side point, hope this isn't all just the pilot. Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. Um, I, I do believe she's going to be our villain at this point. It seems like they've laid yeah. that out, so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You don't cast a woman that hot and then not make her our main villain. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. And I mean, and she's a major villain in the Batwoman comics, so it would make sense. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good first appearance. Um I think they're definitely trying the undermining confidence in the government city thing. Um, you might have seen this happen before on Arrow. Oh, my God. Arrow? Is that a show that people watch? Anyway, the next thing that happens um, is that they cut to Sophie being kidnapped by multiple masked men. Um, some of them were rabbit masks. Some of them were other uh, disturbing animals. Um, it's Black Mirror all over again. It is. And then we zoom in on her walkie-talkie, which is left behind, saying, Agent Moore, do you copy? Do you copy? Um, where apparently she does not copy because her walkie-talkie has been left behind. She's not there anymore. So this seems to be our setup for the first episode. Um, we'll talk more about Sophie and what she means to Kate. But um, it appears that our first episode would be that this is her getting kidnapped. Um she has a past relationship with Kate. She works for her dad's security company, and now she's been kidnapped by the main villain. What do we think? Just me, jump in. And I'm happy she's on our screens again. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think. 
I, I she thinks she did pretty well uh, in the trailer. She was she was pretty convincing, I would say. Jess, do you have any thoughts on this? In? Why was she familiar to me? Teen Wolf. She was in Teen Wolf. Oh, everything comes back to Teen Wolf. I scrolled up to read the character description and lost everything else. Google Doc. So long, my friends. Um, it's like four pages. It's like four hundred pages in my soul. Um, Sophie, do you copy? Um, I don't know. I'm excited to see the gay. I don't think obviously it's like her ex and it's like the whole plot of her origin story. Pretty sure this girl's gonna die. Do we know if she's gonna die? I sense in my soul. She was renounced as a series regular. Yeah, and so was Tommy Merlin, and that lasted a season. I don't think she's living past <laughs> season one. I I feel yeah. in my soul she is the person dying at the end of season one to give Kate that angst. So when they set up their like will they won't they get back together because they like used to be lovers thing going on, I'm gonna be like, mm, no, because I don't need that heartbreak. I don't need the Sanvers all over again. We're better than that. This is 2019. Trust no one. You were Sanders, okay. Don't trust the CW. I watched Riverdale. I mean, you know, Oliver and Tommy had that will they or won't they all that first season. My OTP, Tolliver. Alami. Um, yeah, I think I think Jess is probably on base here. Um, I would not be surprised if she doesn't survive the first season. I think she'll probably at least survive this kidnapping episode. I would hope. Um, I think she makes it to the mid-season. mid-season do we have, do we have how many episodes? I should know this. I'm so sorry, dear listeners. I don't think they've announced how many Are episodes. Are we getting a mid-season? Because if we're getting a mid-season, she dies the mid-season. If not, she dies in the finale. But it looks like they're premiering it in the fall, so we potentially get a mid-season. She's dying in the crossover. Yeah, that would suck. But that- yeah. Would be interesting. It was, Who isn't dying in the crossover? That's the real question. Sarah Lance is not dying in the crossover. That is my one prediction. <laughs> I'm dying in the crossover. It's because um, the CW doesn't want to piss off <coughs> the gays. They just told you they're killing this woman. It's a, oh, I was going to say something really mean and offensive on air. Please don't. And I won't. Please don't. But you know why the gays won't care? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Anyway. Anyways, I didn't say that. That wasn't... No, anyway. <laughs> it's because she doesn't look exactly identical to Kate Kane. All right. So it then it cuts to Mary, um, Kate's stepsister, outside the City Hall building calling Kate and saying, Sophie's missing. I thought you should know. So apparently it's... Um, known at the press conference that Sophie was missing. Um, which we then cut to Kate riding her motorcycle. She goes to her dad. She hugs her dad. And dad says, we're going to find her. And Kate says, let me help. And dad says, bad idea. So this is um, our first view at their father-daughter relationship um, coming into play here. What what are you looking at? Oh, my God. How many Tommy X Oliver things there are on AO3? Things we didn't need to know. You you want the number? No, I don't. Our viewers needed the number. It is 381. More than one per day for an entire year. So her relationship in the comics is sometimes strained, sometimes close with her dad. Um, I imagine it would be similar in this. Looks like uh, how they're setting it up. Um, I'm guessing Crow Security has been tasked with finding her. Um, I don't know where Gotham PD is in this situation, or if they just left with Batman. 
Um, if Gotham has a police force at this point, because honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Um, but apparently it's Crow Security's uh, job to do all these things. So what do we think about Kate and her dad, Jess? Let me see what bullet point we were on. Good thing I have this document. Kate and her dad. I don't know that. I just don't care about father figures. Um. Well, now that we've established that. I guess it's a good, I don't know, man. As a, as a, as a bi, as someone of the LGBTQ plus community, I don't have the best relationship with my dad. And I feel like a lot of others don't. So I just felt it was unrealistic that she was, like, close with her dad. Although she is, like, her dad's, like, be safe and all that nonsense. And she's, like, cool, gonna become Batman. Which I feel like is what, like, me and my dad. My dad would be, like, don't get a tattoo. And I'm, like, I have seven. I only have four, dad. I mean, yeah, that's pretty valid, honestly. Um, (laughs) That's all I have. That's all my thoughts. I'm going back. I mean, also for consideration, you don't have a great relationship with your dad because he's a terrible person. Um, I don't have a great relationship with any man. And we're hoping Jacob Kane's not a terrible person. But uh, going on, Mimi, what did you think about Kate and her dad? I liked the moment, but I also am curious to see if they'll make Jacob be a total tool and I'm just like I'm prepared to be let down by Kate's dad so I was like that's a cute moment I don't think we'll get a lot of those or we will who knows yeah <laughs> um, it'll be interesting like, you know, like it seems like no one in the Arrowverse family other than fucking Barry have good relationships with their dads yes that I was true. just so, about to say that I was like when she started talking I was like oh my god who's had a good dad on Arrow or on Flash or on anything any any superhero shows good dads on the superhero show wasn't Supergirl's dad like secretly a bad guy yeah yeah see um I mean, Legends her- of Jamar no one has dads first dad except Hank Haywood the one good dad um no one on Arrow had good dads. Yeah, everyone on Arrow had very Black good dads. Black Lightning is the only show with a good dad. A living good dad, yes, that is true. The That's only valid. dad I trust. He's not in the Arrowverse. <laughs> this is they're in a separate universe just so they can have a good dad. Because legally, if you're in the Arrowverse... It would be too unrealistic. Gotta have a bad dad. It's in the contract. That's just that. very tiny print. I mean, I didn't watch The Flash, but I assume, like, all the angst between Barry and his, like, hypothetical future time-traveling gay daughter was because he, in turn, fell victim to the CW curse of eventually becoming a bad dad. I mean, I think it was mostly that at the age of 28, they're not really, um, you know, ready to parent a 20-year-old. If that's hey, how old we're saying just Parker maybe... Kennedy is. I'm ready to parent a whole 22-year-old man, so I don't know what's wrong with them. You just just... want to adopt Korean men. That sounds really bad on air. It is just Jimin. I just want to put that out there. And then... Jimin's only 22? I don't know. I think he's older than that, actually. Anyways, new question! 23. He's 23. It's okay. Okay, so... The security people at Crow Security, who is now in charge for looking for Sophie, maybe because she worked for them, maybe that's why they're in charge, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, they're watching a feed of the shots of Sophie being kidnapped particularly, and then guy who works for the security company, who I have labeled as security guy, 
Um, he says, where did you get this? And Dad says to Kate, what happened to staying out of it? Which doesn't really make sense because the cut before was Kate being like, let me help. And he was like, bad idea. So I'm guessing some other interactions went in between there when she was like, I guess I'm staying out of it. And then she found this footage and brought it to them. So that's my analysis. What do we think? Where did you get this? Security guy. Yeah, that. Um... I'm so confused what's going on in this trailer. I'm sure it'll all make sense when I get the pilot. And, like, obviously, like, we get the main points. Like, cops potentially medium bad. KK, good. Bunny people, super bad. Girlfriend, past girlfriend, okay. Like, I don't know. They're just setting up an origin story, and I'm trying to pay attention. And it'll all make sense eventually, but yeah. for now I'm like, cool, another shot. I, I think it probably was not the best idea to set these two clips back to back like that if we're going to um, vary a little bit in what Kate's doing. Uh, Mimi, what did you think? Yeah, in the moment I was like, yeah, cool, something happened, but what did Kate do? Like, it, nah, like you guys are saying, it clearly feels... Like, there was something that was meant to be there, but because of the trailer, they're like, nah, we'll cut it out, and you'll see it in the episode. She did crimes. But, be gay. Do crimes. Yes. It is and actually so. is the entire plot of the show. All right. So after we have that scene, we cut to Kate staring intensely at a photo of Sophie receiving a certificate of achievement. I tried to zoom in, and it was not clear enough to make out the words, but I'm pretty sure it said certificate of achievement. Um, I'm so proud of her. She achieved so much. From Crow Security. Um, I think the man she was with was Kate's dad. I didn't really pay attention to his face. She's the highest crow. She's the Jon Snow of this television show. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to say any Game of Thrones spoilers. So, um, and then we cut to a flashback of Kate and Sophie in the army together. Um, and we see that they were, in fact, together. And then they're have them getting questioned by a commanding officer saying, is there something you would like to report to your squad? Um, so this is kind of alluding. I think we might've talked about this before, but I don't know. Um, the backstory between them in the comics, at least is that they were together while they were in the army. Um, this was a few years back when don't ask, don't tell was still a thing. Um, and the storyline was someone found out about them. Kate decided to come out and was kicked out of the army um, whereas Sophie stayed in the closet and stayed in the army and presumably uh, came up the ranks from there. And that's how they had their falling out, which now brings us to present day with her working for her dad. So uh, we're getting some backstory there about uh, the relationship. Um, I thought probably for limited seconds, it was it was pretty well done, um, at least giving us a good idea of like what their story is. I don't know. What, did, what do you guys what do you guys think? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, when I originally watched it, I was like, yeah, dramatic army. Oh, she got kicked out because she's gay. And then I thought about it more. And my boyfriend, who's in the military, was like, wait, that wasn't. I don't remember when the don't ask, don't tell thing was passed. But I'm like, if this is supposed to be current day and they're all like 20 something. Kate could have made up a big-ass fuss over them kicking her out for being gay. But it's also the CW, and why would there be standards and things like that for that type of stuff? Either way, yeah. I'm ready for the drama of, like, her and Sophie. That's going to be fun. And I'm curious to see if what you're, what you're saying um, is right, that maybe it will be, like, she just 
decided to be like, nah, I'm not gay. And they were like, okay, we believe you. Like, I feel like they totally caught them and they're like, nah, she's lying. Yeah, probably. Like, I could, um. You're like, occasionally I just, I just suck a titty, but I'm not gay. I just want to feel like a child again. So I, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it was a no homo thing, she says. And Kate Kane's like, that's not what you say while well, I'm on titty last night. I mean, that's exactly that's, how I imagine. Yes, of course. That's unproblematic. Okay. Um, um, I mean, I would imagine there's like, it's like specifically in the comics that it was under Don't Ask, Don't Tell is why she got kicked out of the army. You know, they might have, um, they might have done something differently. I imagine if they set this back like 10 years. Um, yeah, Don't Ask, Don't Tell got repealed in 2010. I know. You just looked it up and I saw it off your computer screen. Thank so. you for looking it up. You're welcome, Mimi. <laughs> I mean, it was after we had Obama, obviously. Um, Wait, we had Obama? I know, many years ago. <laughs> so many, many years ago. Okay, we miss so you. She's first off from Australia. Secondly, yes, Ruby Rose is from Australia. I know that. We're talking just, about Ruby Rose now. Just keeping the, the listeners up. So if she's 33 now, and if we assume her character is the same age, because as we know, all CW shows just use the same exact birthday as the actor's birthday, so they can't think up their own. It's true. Um, she's 33. Except Sarah Lance. So, although it's close. So, so can I continue? <laughs> Sorry. So nine, so thirty-three minus nine is twenty-four. So it got repealed when she was twenty-four. So hypothetically speaking, if she enlisted right after like high school, high school, she could have been in her early twenties when this happened, and then she's had ten years to like still be pining over this girl. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Would I take my high school sweetheart back? Maybe now, because he has, like, a fancy sports car, and I'd like a fancy sports car. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know well, what their I think choice was. But that was, it was, to be clear, 2010, and so that would be nine years ago, because it is 2019, and I could do basic math. I mean, I think we could potentially set this back two years if the crossover happened in 2018, and this mm -hmm. is before the crossover, so maybe... Um, so it was, was eight years backwards, my bad. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, all right, moving on. So it's not a not a main point to discuss. <laughs> we then cut to a montage um, of Kate breaking into a building. She scales a wall and she gets up through a window and she's walking down the hall and there's a bunny masked man who attacks her from behind. Um, and then while this scene is going down, there's a montage of different fights. It cuts to Dad criticizing her for... Running in without proper backup, though Kate seems to be managing pretty good in the fights um, for herself. So, um, yeah, uh, she's obviously getting into the vigilante thing. She potentially gets in over her head. Her dad's mad. Um, but she's still kicking ass in the fights. Um, I, for one, appreciated the fights because I appreciate good fight choreography. Um, I like it when they fight. So this is her, I guess, her first real uh, attempts at vigilanteism. What did we, what did we think? Right, go, oh my god, I don't know who goes first. It's so confusing. Okay, I'm going first. Um, so once upon a time, I was like really drunk and playing Arkham Knight, which is that video game where you're Batman and like Jason Todd's in it. I have oh a Jason Todd thing. Um, and there's like these like choreographed fight scenes where they're all coming at you from every angle and you're just like, oh no, what do I do? Same energy. But she pulled it off a lot better than I drunkenly did playing this video game. I need to recount this tale for you that just let me know. It gave me like Batman war flashbacks. Which is a good thing because this is a show that's in Gotham and it's that same sort of tie. And, like, obviously we knew it was going to have that vibe. But, like, me watching that being, like, 
I feel like I've played this in a video game is good because like some fight scenes we get not so good. So I'm saying nice things, even though I'm telling you about this one time I um thrived playing Arkham Knight. Alright, Mimi, what do you think? Like you guys, I love some good fucking fight scenes. I'm swearing again. Um I'm very happy with how Kate handled herself. It looks good. I have very high expectations for Ruby Rose's fight scenes because of John Wick being my introduction to seeing Ruby Rose kick some ass. So therefore, even though CW, I have high expectations for her. And therefore, I'm very happy from that little clip we're discussing right now. All right. Good to know. Good to know she at least maybe has the ability to do things. Is she in the John Wick that's in theaters right now? No, she's in John Wick 2. Ah, wrong John Wick. Anyway, um, we then cut to Alice talking to one of her flunkies. Um, I just I decided the the men in the various masks are being referred to as flunkies. What uh, animal was it? I need to like picture it spiritually. I mean, some of them were rabbits and some of them were other animals. It wasn't terribly was, clear. Was one of them a koala? I don't think so. Was one of them a cookie? No, it was definitely not. Okay. And can we can we not get just on ask, your K-pop? Just asking, just asking. Just, just keep going. Right now, just keep okay. Going, but I'm just asking. So Alice is talking to her flunkies, and she says, I do not want her getting in the way, presumably about Kate, because Kate is the main character of this TV show. Um, she continues to fight various people as this is happening. The flunkies are shown being taking Sophie out of the back of a, gan, a van. Uh, Sophie is bound and gagged. I'm trying to talk slower, because when I went to listen to our last episode, I listened to all my podcasts at 1.5 speed, and I couldn't listen to myself because I talked too fast. So I'm trying. I'm sorry if I talk too fast. Read it in a fancy, slow voice. No, please don't. Um, but they're anyway. They're taking her out of the back of a, a van with something in her mouth and her hands tied up. Um, they continue the montage of Kate fighting and advancing through the building. Um, so the the bad men clearly have Sophie, um, and they're clearly aware that Kate is maybe going to fight them, um, and they're not happy about it. So, Jess, what did you think about our first shot at Alice looking maybe a little mad about uh, Kate getting in her way? She's still hot, and that's all that matters to me as a lady villain. Um, just sidebar. She and Kate are related, right? <sighs> Spoiler? Oops, my bad. <laughs> she and Kate are probably related, right? I, I mean, I, I guess we're going to drop I the spoiler here. I don't want to pull a Luke and Leia here. I don't think they're going to be shipping them together. I know we're not, but I'm worried that, like, the public will be. You know how yeah. the public is? Yeah. And especially because she is. Yeah. And her love interest is not. Yeah. I'm just concerned, and I just want my listeners to know, that's possibly incest. So don't do that. All um, right. That was a totally random sidebar, but it's still slightly related. Possibly incest. Try to avoid. Ship no one together. You can never be safe. I watched Riverdale. You can ship the non-white people. Anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, please don't ship them. Uh, we're going to leave it at that for now. What did you think about um, Alice getting a little mad, Mimi? I'm all for crazy, angry women. It's always enjoyable, and I just love Rachel. So I'm all for some angry Alice scenes. And her and her, uh, her and Mr. Kane in that very 
confusing moment. Oh God, why are they talking? You know, yeah. such confusion, such yes. confusion being comic readers. Yeah. Either way, I was like, I like where this is going. I'm all for this. Give me more of that. Yes, definitely. That was um, a movement of like, oh, okay. Um, so maybe you're in on this and that's not good, but okay. Um, so, okay. So the next scene is a kind of a continuation of Alice being mad because um, it shows that Alice has now captured Kate. Um, Alice says, curiouser and curiouser. And she, Kate is like hanging from a hook that's on like her jacket, but it didn't look like in like a super painful way. Cause I was trying to describe that and I was like, that sounds kind of really painful, but it just kind of looked awkward, not painful, if that helps. Um, and Kate says, what do you want? And then Alice says, I need you to send your father a message and then hits Kate in the face with a bat. So I'm guessing that's the message. Um, and I'm guessing the bat is not metaphorical in this sense, or maybe it is. The I don't know. The message is baseball. Guess we'll see. Um, she was in the bombshells baseball thing, so maybe it is. We don't know. <laughs> the message really is baseball. I was joking, but now I feel really validated. <laughs> maybe baseball, maybe bats. Who knows? Guess we'll see. Um, and yeah, it's definitely interesting if she was just talking to Kate's dad a second ago. Um, but anyway, um, yes, as we discussed, she gets mad. We approve of this. Um, she's obviously going to let Kate go at some point, I guess. Or maybe Kate's going to break out. I don't know. I don't think she was planning on holding Kate indefinitely if she wanted to give her dad a message. So maybe she, like, dumps her on the street. I don't know. One way or the other, Kate gets free. All right. I mean, I would hope so. Um, and then in the next scene, we cut to Kate with her dad. And he's holding her face, which... This moment confused me a little because I was expecting her face to be like super beat up from being hit by a baseball bat, but it wasn't. I think these scenes are purposely out of order and that that scene comes earlier. That's very possible. I was, I was, I was definitely expecting her to be super beat up and she was not. Um, and he's holding her face and she says, you're all I have left, Kate, and I don't want to lose you too. Um, which is, of course, alluding to the previous plot where he lost his wife and other daughter when they were connected, um, as covered on previous, that could be, could be anyone, previous any character. episodes. Um, and they were dead, but in the Arrowverse sense. Um, no so, one dies in Arrow except my hopes and dreams. Except Laurel Lance. Anyway, so. Right. Except Earth One Laurel Lance. Um, so obviously... He has some feelings here, maybe does not want her getting into the vigilante game, which is a fairly, you know, on point feeling for a father, I feel like. Um, but in the comics, I believe we also know that he, like, runs some of his stuff for her. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up on all of this, how their relationship ends up, how much of a um, part of her thing he becomes. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I want him to be a supportive dad, but the other scenes we're getting of him make me worried because we're going to have to deal with that dramatic reveal of, like, you betrayed me. You're not really helping me after all. Like, so. Yeah. Yes, like that. You and kept a secret from me. I'm just like, I'm prepared to be let down, but I want them to have a good relationship. It'd yes, be nice well. to have that. I mean, this is, this is the CW, so you cannot tell the people that you love things, and then they get mad when you don't tell them things. That's how uh, the plot of everything works. Uh, it's Arrow all over again. 
Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and Legends and Riverdale and Teen Wolf all over again. And Drain, I guess, if you think about it. Anyway. Can we name any more CW shows? <laughs> Probably. Let's go. It's the CW show game. Name a show and then <laughs> a actor from the show. Let's go. Okay, let's not actually do this. We're going to go CW back on point now. Excellent game. I Zombie Rose <laughs> MacGyver. Anyway. <laughs> so after we establish that Jacob, her father, does not want her being a vigilante, um, we cut to Kate riding a motorcycle up into a building that says Wayne Enterprises. Um, and then she's shown inside the building, which I'm assuming is the Wayne Enterprises building. Um, she's headed towards some stuff that is covered in equipment. Um, and one of our characters um, named Luke Fox comes in with a, what appears to be a stun gun or taser gun of some sort. And he says, Wayne Security, you owe my boss a new door. Um, so I guess she broke down the door to get in there. Um, and he's now so trying to confront her. Um, Kate has her hands up and she says, your boss is my cousin. Um so Luke Fox is one of the characters we got a breakdown on. Um, he is the son of Lucius Fox, uh, Batman's tech guy. So um, the assumption is he's going to be running tech for Kate, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess he's holding down security on the building that Batman abandoned or Bruce Wayne abandoned or both anyway. Um, so we, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of like he's been left behind here stuff going on. Um, I don't know, maybe his dad left. Just abandoned this kid in this abandoned building. Bad dads. That's a nerdy child. He I could mean, not support himself alone. He had a stun gun. So He's wearing glasses. You can never... Kids that wear glasses don't know how to feed themselves. <laughs> you speak from personal experience. As a, as a person who wears glasses and does not know how to feed herself, I was left in an abandoned building by my dad who shares the same dad name as a Harry Potter character. So you know you can't trust him to be a good dad. I would have died. This is valid. So the fact that this boy, Luke, who I also love the DC tradition of um, the parent and the child having the same first letter and last letter of their name. Classic DC thing. So I couldn't possibly think he'd be the son of any other fox. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean... Technically, K and C are not the last letters of their name, but I understand what you mean. So, um, Mimi, what do we think about Luke Fox so far? I think he's a precious ray of sunshine, and he's totally going to get his ass kicked at some point, and will feel emotionally invested. I, I, I agree. I think that is probably what is going to happen to him. Um, so, and we, we keep going on, um, and it looks like, I guess, she got him to mostly back off by establishing that Bruce Wayne is her cousin. Um, Kate is just the thing on the wall that accesses the Batcave, um, whatever that was supposed to be. It looked like she moved some things. I don't know. Um, Luke looks stressed while doing that, while she's doing this, and he says, you don't want to go near that, and Kate just ignores him and gets on the elevator, at which point he says, you're seriously not supposed to know what's down there. Um, Kate just operates the elevator and says so i have this thing with rules um i'm guessing the assumption there is that her thing with rules is that she breaks them be gay do crimes very uh <laughs> rebellious here going on um I, I i like how luke is just really not able to stop her from doing anything she's just doing what she wants um he's just like no don't do that please um he's better like nothing 
And I, I think we've we've established that, like, you know, he's here trying to defend Bruce Wayne's building after the man has abandoned Gotham. So he's probably, you know, he's probably got a good heart, um, I would say. And Jess is looking at his IMDb page. So it doesn't look like nothing. He's, in, he's got so some they're stuff. they're all, like, short. So they're, like, one episode of a TV show. Okay. So he is in that movie, um, The Sun is Also a Star, which I've seen the trailer for approximately... 309 times because it's what they show every time I go to the movies. Because it has the CW people in it. Because it has the CW people. The CW people own my soul. It'll That's why crazy. he's in it. Okay. It's all a loop. Um, we have confirmed that the CW just likes to recycle people. That's like an actual thing that we know. That's a canonical fact for the CW. So, um, that is Wait, funny. I did have a real thought. I had a real thought. I had a real okay, thought. please, um, go. Are we on Bulletproof 13 or 14? We are on 13. 13. Okay, I had a point about her suit, so I guess I don't have a point yet. Not yet. Um, but um, Batcave looks cool. Do we see the Batcave? These bullet points are too hard for me. Um, is she gonna get her own Batcave, or are we just gonna have like the Bruce Wayne Batcave be her Batcave? That's my question. Um, I think she should have her own gay Batcave. I'm gonna go with unclear at this point. Um, I think it'd be fun if she had her own gay Batcave. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I would see her moving into the Wayne Enterprises building at this point, but, I mean, maybe. Wait, what, didn't she, well, she was in the Wayne Enterprises building, though, in the, um... The trailer? No, the crossover, right? Um, yes. So maybe that is, maybe she does. Okay, movie. maybe. Um, I mean... I had paid attention to the crossover. If only any of us did. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I was personally thinking her, she'd pull an arrow and her lair would be, like, underneath the Crow Security place, but... I mean, obviously we all know her her layer will be underneath the nightclub that she opens with her um it's named will Ruby. they won't they ex partner that she left behind when she was on an island um, and her nightclub is named Ruby her night <laughs> that was terrible and I I want to leave um, but it but it works you know it, it works she's gotta have oh my god she's even got the like younger sibling that's like maybe gonna be in danger and she's got the like evil like parent that she thinks is like a good parent that's gonna turn out to be evil by season two and like the like step parent that's good but like not good that's there but like loves her dad and then she's like distant oh it's literally arrow this is literally arrow season one they really just plugged in the arrow formula huh? oh my god I can't believe I just said something nice about the woman Alice who is probably the Malcolm Merlin of this scenario Probably. This truly pains me, dear listeners. <laughs> Mimi, before we move on, did you have any thoughts? I'm all for sassy lines such as, so I have this thing with rules. I just hope it's not the entirety of the season. That's my point. I yes, I would I would agree with you there. Alright, we now we now move on to our next bullet point, which just now has thoughts about um we've Kate arrives at the Batcave in the elevator. Um, she looks around and there are bats flying across because Batcave. Um, she's looking, as she's looking around, she sees the bat suit. Um, as Luke runs up behind her, he looks very stressed um, for obvious reasons. Does she see the bat cow? What cow? The bat cow. The cow that's Batman has. I think Bruce Wayne took it with him. Are you sure? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. It's okay, people. She thinks she's funny. The bat cow is a real thing. I believe you. Okay, look, I just pulled up its Wikipedia article. Fictional character. Batanini bovine? 
Okay. Well, now that we've established there might be a bat cow. So Kate turns to Luke, um, our very stressed boy, and she says, I need you to fix his suit. And he says, the suit is literal perfection. And she says, it will be when it fits a woman. Um, assuming her not being committed enough to put on the suit. Sometimes I wear men's clothes because they're baggy and they're more comfortable. I feel like she should have accepted this. She was a true lesbian. She just wear the men's clothes. Um, Look at the bat cow. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is a bat cow. All right. I'm happy we established this. He um, has a cow mask. Do you see his fur? It looks like a mask. It does, in fact, look like a mask. Um, I mean, I, I guess we have to have the the suit fitted a little bit for its um trademark Batman look. But uh, what what do we think? What do we think about this, Mimi? I'm going to go to you. Shit, was I, uh, yeah, I just ate a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you Google bat cow though? Dear listeners, just take a moment, take a deep breath. The goldfish that's extra cheese and pretzel. Oh, that's a lot. It's really good, but so much. But I liked the line, much like the previous rules line. I loved it, but also I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, be a fine. This is great. It's a great line, but oh, God. Yeah. Because, like, I was live tweeting that, and I was like, yes, this sassy line. I'm here for it. And now I'm just like, oh, God, that line. By the time I hear it in the pilot, I'm just going to be like, oh, no. But I still like that scene. I love me some dramatic bat moments. It's the Batman, bat people, family rite of passage. Yes, it is true. (laughs) Um, If you're not dramatic, you're not allowed in the bat family. It's a rule. Yeah. Part of the bat initiation. (laughs) Initiation? Initiation sounded really bad, so I wasn't going to say it. Yes, you were. Initiation. Rule number one is you must be at least this sassy to ride this ride. What ride do you ask? The elevator. The bat cat. <laughs> anyway. It's a real character from the comics. Please, I read comics. Bat cow exclusive. It then cuts to... Uh, it cuts to a screen that says, From Greg Berlanti and other executive producers of the Arrowverse shows, which then lists the Arrowverse shows. Wait, does it say, and other executive producers? It doesn't say their names? And I, you just only want to acknowledge no, Greg I think Berlanti? No, I think it says ex- Greg Berlanti and executive producers. But, I mean, he's one of the executive producers. That's shade, though. Greg Berlanti be like, but only my name matters. I'm Greg Berlanti. <laughs> just uh, not going to judge Greg Berlanti super hard. Greg Berlandi, if you're listening to this, I am judging you super hard. My name is Jess Plinnies. I will be outside the Denny's at 5 a.m. ready to fight. Please bring your largest bat cow. <laughs> we just, we, we, we kind of like Greg Berlanti because of love, Simon, but only kind of. Um, just to establish where we're at with him, listeners. Me googling Greg Berlanti to pull up his IMDb page. After uh, we are told of Greg Berlanti and the air of our shows, um, we cut to Alice standing with some flunkies, and then someone, um, Kate, she kind of um, like jumps in from behind them. Oh, I lost the Google Doc. Um, and like you know, is gonna like, like taking people out. Um, there's a scene of. Sophie, uh, with the gag in her mouth still, she sees Kate in, or we see Kate in a Kate, um, in a somewhat altered bat suit. So it's like mostly still looks like the bat suit, but somewhat fitting her better. Um, we can now see the good shot of dad is on it, dad ass. I don't think we're at that ass yet. 
But we're I close. Know it, I know it's there. I know we're getting it's, close. I know it's there. Um, and then Alice throws a knife at her and misses. Alice. She <laughs> is the villain. You had your one chance to take her out. And you missed? How can I even stand you? As the Darth Vader of this scenario, I'm a little let down. Don't, don't stand in competent villains. As the Kylo Ren of this scenario, I'm a little let down. Maybe she doesn't want to kill her yet. Okay. Um, did, did we have any thoughts about um, this scene with her kind of uh, deciding to rescue Sophie? Nah, she's no. got to save her girl, even if it's a will they, won't they, maybe type thing. It's I her mean, girl. Yeah, she's got to she's got to save her. It's her Tommy Merlin, guys. It is her yeah. her Tommy Merlin. <laughs> okay. Uh, we then have the scene back. We're almost there, listeners. We're almost right. at the. Kate talking to her dad, um, and her dad says, "You're a female Bruce Wayne." Um, and Kate says, "Awesome, hilarious, handsome," and then raises her eyebrows. <laughs> so I, I guess. Her dad knows somewhat of what she's doing. Um, I'm also taking that it's just like an open secret in the Wayne family that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because I did I did have questions up to this point of whether they both knew their identities. Um, and from here, it's pretty obvious that they do. Um, They're like, haha, we don't know the Batman. They say making direct eye contact with Bruce. I mean, who would want to be the Batman? Same energy. <laughs> family Christmas party. Yeah. Imagine how that goes. Um, so I guess her dad does know somewhat of her vigilanteism, what she's doing right now. Um, dad, it's time to buy like, her Kate, what Kate has always wanted since she was a little girl. Her very own bat cow. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's so funny. Did we have any thoughts about this little father-daughter moment before we go on? Yes. Also, when she was done raising an eyebrow, there was a left bite moment, and I was like, I'm here for this. I'm fine. This is great. Yes. <laughs> That, that is that, true. That was in my tweets. It was just like, lip bite, bisexuality, intensifies, size 100. Thank you. <laughs> as, as it should. Okay. Um, yes. And when she called Bruce Wayne hilarious, don't validate him that way. He does <laughs> not deserve that. He's about to be played by that guy from Twilight. It's okay. He's not here. <laughs> that man's off the scene. So don't say that where he can hear you. He has eyes everywhere. And he glows. And we know eyes are what you hear with, people. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's then an action montage. There are several of these, in case you didn't get those. There um, are multiple action montages. It's starting with um, her on a motorcycle, and then she's fighting various people, um, including, I was, I was trying to figure out how to describe this. She jumps on somebody, and they both plummet off the building. Um, so I'm guessing she had a plan with that, hopefully. <laughs> Um, and they're not just both dead, because that I would be a dick I can't she dies in episode one. And then this becomes the Alice show. I'm again okay with this. And there I'm is a shot of her um, in the costume. She's apparently laying down next to Sophie. Um, she had just, looks like she had just taken the gag out of Sophie's mouth and was now telling her not to talk. That's kinky. Um, <laughs> Did she safe work? I think she was pre-gagged. I mean, I know, but I just, you gotta ask. I mean, that's that's really for their bedroom talk afterwards. I like it when my girls come pre-gagged. Please stop talking. That was terrible. I'm so sorry. I don't actually like that. I like tender love, deep connections. Mimi, what did you think of this little moment? Bottoms. I'm curious to be, are they lying down? Is it some weird scene of 
her grabbing her against the wall. It was just, um, that sounds worse. Uh, Some weird scene of her grabbing her against the wall. Also, my kink. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that would, in fact, be interesting. Okay. I too like it, it when she grabs me against down, the wall. My brain got a little lost and went on a different tangent entirely for them. And then I was like, well, things are happening. Oh, look, more of a fight scene. Me opening up the AO3. Hello, children. It's time to sin. Please no AO3 <laughs> this early in the podcast. That's all I ask. They already have sex? I, maybe? I don't know. I mean, well, they have a comics romance, so I'm sure they do. Oh, you're right. You're right. They already have sex. Okay. Anyway, um, it then cuts to another text scene where it says, the hero we need is here. And then bats fly over the last E in the here, and it says her. Oh my god, it's like that scene in Captain Marvel that they totally stole it from. Hey, Berlandi, I see where you got this from. Legally, that means you owe Disney $10. All right. Gregory. Um, is his name short for Gregory? I would assume. I want to bully him, so I need to know if it's short for, like, Gregory. Maybe, I guess. Um, Google. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, we're um, pulling in on the um, hashtag feminism here. As the our Arrowverse friends would say, hashtag feminism. He is 46 years old. Um, we then get to Kate fighting Alice, um, and we cut to people in the city over, like, overseeing their fights. They were, like, on the city, like, you know, on the ground. Do you know the um, Oh, I didn't know that. Um, they're, they're on the ground, and they oversee the fight, and there's a little girl, and she goes, look, it's Batman! Um... And then there's more of Kate fighting on a montage while Kate is saying they think I'm him. And then it cuts to her in the Batcave talking to Luke, um, which brings us to the other much quoted line that says, I'm not about to let a man take credit for a woman's work. Um, so and there we um, there we have that. Um, I've, I've seen some people thought that this line was a little pandery. Um, I guess we'll see in context how much it's like they're trying to pander if they are. Um, did you guys uh, have, what did you guys think about this? I liked that moment, but it is going to be like, oh God, I hope that it just does like a Supergirl season one. They get this out of their system to the best of their ability for their hashtag feminism and then balance out a bit. Like I want some of this shit in the pilot, like get it out of the system. Give me this. Let me just accept that. And yes. Then and then calm down and make it just get then like do we do with all the other hour shows and just go back to being angsty messes except for legends that we all know is on its own level entirely i um never watched season one of supergirl well that's not true i watched the scenes with um cat grant in them because she hot i'd like you all to know that's my standard um but a lot of what i did watch was a lot of that like you're just like this man I don't know if I can deal with a whole season of that, guys. Like, emotionally, mentally, physically. I was going to say erotically, but that felt weird. But I still said it. Like, I just... I don't know. I, I guess that's why they felt the need to not have Superman in season one of Supergirl. Um, at least by his face. I think they showed his boots, which was his an interesting ass. choice. They showed us specifically his ass. You just want to say ass. I did just want to say ass. I'm legally allowed to. I've asked. Anyway. Um, so I guess we'll see how pandery that is. 
Uh, but then we cut to a title card. It says Batwoman, new series, Sunday this fall on the CW. And then a very small font says Dare to Defy. Dare to Defy. Um, and then we get the final shot of Kate in the costume as we know it, including the red wig. Um, potentially the shot from um, the other teaser trailer that Jess wanted to comment on. That ass, though. Yes. <laughs> So, and that is the end of the trailer, folks. Um, do we have any summing up thoughts, Mimi? You got anything? I, if this is why she has the red wig, I'm all for it. Like, that was cool. All right. That was, like, I can accept this. That's, that's my feeling on the trailer. Just the wig. <laughs> Good. All right. I, I also appreciated the wig. Um, as someone that wants to have bright red hair but can't because she's a lawyer, I feel you. So... <laughs> Jess, did you have any final thoughts? Women hot. Men terrible. Except for small nerdy man who survived somehow. It's all arrow conspiracy theory bat cow. That's what you missed on Glee. Alright. Um, so now we had been taking feedback about all of this good stuff. Oh my god, do I get to read ones in funny voices? Um, hold on, laptop, let me laptop. I did not think to copy the tweets into the Google document until this moment. Okay, so we start with um, Craig R. MacD, that is our friend Kate, uh, our friend Craig, wow, he's um, an associate of the podcast, so we're, uh, we're friends. He says, looks good, though I wish Kate had been able to develop the bat suit and gadgets without getting them as hand-me-downs from Batman. Um, I think that's a pretty valid take. Jess, what else do we have? You, read them in oh, order, please, like, from I'm the top. The bottom. Wait, no, Craig's at the bottom. Okay, then read them in that order, sure. We have... Ruby Rose fan at Ruby Rose fan eight says, "Where can I find these podcast episodes of Batwoman?" <laughs> you can find them right now, dear They're listener. Here. It's right listener. here. This is your moment. I found you. We will tweet them. We will always find you. Don't be creepy. That was really creepy. <laughs> Mimi, would you like to read a tweet now? Yes, yes, I would. And the link went away. It's back. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with. You have to go in order. You have to go in order. You already went out of order. So. No, that was the next person. No, it's out of order on mine, though. I'll go with Pilot Looks Good. They just need to lose the color filter filtering for the actual show from Roe. Ro. I'm going to just say Roe. All right. Sounds good. Um, our next tweet is from Snake29, um, at Snake29. They say, I'm excited for it, and the whole feminism in the trailer didn't bother me, but I do agree that some likes should have been changed a bit. Um, the whole feminism. Are you a man? Snake 29? I mean... Blink twice. He says he's taken by his woman in ice cream, so probably. Um, Don't misgender people. You know how they get. I, I would just say, um, I think it's good you have not been bother bothered by the feminism, because they're probably not going to lose it. So, get ready for more where that came from. Jess, read a tweet. I'm going to read this one by Jesse at sign Jesse32206043 that just says, awesome. Thank you. Mimi? I'm going to read uh, Maria, agent of girl. That's Mariah. Mariah. Woo! Yeah. That's, that's, she's another friend. So. Uh, it, sorry, Mariah. Uh, it felt a little dark to me, but I'm I'm mostly excited for it, and I really hope they keep Kate Jewish. Us me too, Mariah. Too, 
Yes. Um, I think we all do. Um, then we have Charlie um, at Danshin underscore Panda. She says the trailer felt a little dark for their time slot. I sincerely hope the writers stick to their promise of Kate being Jewish. Acting wise, I'll not say anything till at least episode three. The diversity of the cast has gotten me interested, though. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good summary all around. Jess? She purposely left me the last one that is two tweets long to punish me for reading the one that says awesome. I just want the dear listeners to know this. We were literally going in order. I had uh, no control of this. Uh, but yeah, I Paperclip did. Freak, at sign a paperclip freak. Hope you love paperclips a lot. Uh, says, I love the look of Alice and I'm super excited to see Rachel. Scarston. Scarston. In action. For Batwoman, I understand they changed up her origin story to fit the narrative of the CW, but I'm still wary of it, as you should be. She became a hero because she found a way to serve, which was her life goal. In the comics, Kate becomes Batwoman on her own terms. She has her own gadgets and this week not part of Batman Inc. Also, I hope they don't compare Bruce and Kate too much. They are their own characters with their own morals. I'm still very excited to see the show. You're valid, a paperclip freak at sign a paperclip freak. All right. Um, I'm just looking to make sure we didn't miss anything. I don't think we missed anything. Um, I don't, did, I don't know. think we read emails. Okay. I'm not sure I know the password I'm to the so email. I'm sorry if you emailed me. I've never once read an email in my life. I just delete them all in fear. They might be telling me that I need to order two pizzas for the price of one. I can't. Where would I put two pizzas, dear listeners? You can find more information about our podcast at batwomanpodcast.com for all the latest news and details about the Batwoman show, as well as the latest episodes of this podcast. Like us on Facebook.com backslash Batwoman Podcast as well as follow us on the Twitter at sign Batwoman Pop. Wow. Wow. I already messed up. At sign Batwoman Podcast. Should, wait, do I read all of our handles or do you say your own handles? I mean, we can say our old handles. this part, dear listeners. Um, you can follow me, Rachel, at the DA Canary. Mimi, where can we follow you? At Morganstein17. All right. Jess? At Pliny's. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. While being on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit us up with some dabs on it. Five-star reviews if you enjoy our episodes. Please, it helps us get higher up on Apple Podcasts for new listeners to find. And I, much like Tinkerbell, need attention to live. So the Batwoman podcast is part of DC TV podcasts. So if you want podcasts, if you want other podcasts for shows like Deep Breath, Arrow, The Flash, Super Goal, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, iZombie, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming Swamp Girl and Starsher show. Star Girl shows. Swamp I was Girl so close. I was so close. Man, can I please see the Swamp Girl show? <laughs> can we read that part? Can I call a do-over? I'm going to do this. Just just cut. Whoever's cutting this, just cut that. They're not going to cut this, but go ahead. Go, go, go. Okay. okay. I actually have the lung capacity. No, you don't. Batwoman Podcast is part of DC TV Podcast, so if you want other podcasts for other shows like Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, iZombie, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming shows Swamp Thing and Stargirl, <laughs> visit DCTVPodcast.com, follow the network on social media, at sign DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to the Dun 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 Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You woke up my cat. Dabs on it. So DCTV Podcast has a T Public store with amazing DCTV-related merchandise, including Batwoman. So click on the link in the show notes to get some awesome swag 
And when you do it, you help support the whole network's podcast fees and allow us to give you even more content. For thoughts, questions, and longer comments, email us at batwomanpodcast at gmail.com. Or don't, because we just admitted we don't know how to get into that email address. Please just add us on Twitter. But we will eventually, I hope. Um, anyway, we also do have another announcement. Um, we on have another announcement? What, what, what? Saturday, June 29th, um, we are going to be doing our annual DCTV podcast charity mm-hmm. event. Um, we are partnering with the Magic Wheelchair Foundation, our Magic Wheelchair Organization this year. Um, so they're a organization that helps make like, cool costumes and stuff out of little kids' wheelchairs, which is super awesome. Um, so this is going to be, we have a podcast marathon. It goes on for like 10 hours, something like that. Um, each show goes an hour. Um, there's live chat going on so we can talk to you guys. Um, it'll be happening at mixler.com slash DCTV podcasts. Um, you, you can just do that on your website. It's, there's apps available um, in Apple and Android. Um, the schedule will be revealed shortly on dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. Um, and yeah, um, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're still trying to figure out when our slot is exactly going to be, but it's probably going to be in the morning. Um, and it's I love mornings. likely that me and Jess will be on our way to a con at that point. So, um, stay tuned for podcasts from Jess's car. Um, <laughs> truly a highlight. My car has a Bluetooth system, a lane check system, a stopping system. It does all sorts of weird things. So if you're ready to hear me, be anxious while driving with a smart car and talking about Batwoman, tune in then. It is truly going to be an experience. <laughs> all right. You could die on my bear. I think that to. is everything that we needed to get to. Do either of you have anything that you would like to add? Batcow. Period. Okay. Exclamation point. I've got nothing. Do you have anything, Mimi? I've got nothing. Okay. This is normally the part of the show where I'd be like, watch Lunge of Tomorrow, but it just had its finale, so. This is the part of the show where I tell you to stand BTS, stream boy with love, have good music taste. You don't need to do any of that, okay? Yes, you do. It's okay, you don't have to. Support my son, Jimin. He deserves it. So, all right, that's it for now. Um, We will be coming to you guys soon, or we'll talk to you soon at that fundraiser podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.